Since time immemorial, human beings have stared up at the stars and asked the unanswerable questions. Why am I here? What is the nature of the cosmos? What is the meaning of life? Are we alone in the universe? Will DC ever make movies as well as Marvel? How exactly did Megatron shrink? Is a detailed backstory for your first level halfling wizard even How worth it? How muscular men with pageboy haircuts lived on Eternia if they couldn't figure out that Prince Adam was He-Man? Who is going to play Alabama for the championship this what year? What does God need with a starship? Prepare your ear holes for a podcast dedicated to the philosophical quandaries of pop culture. An audio thunderdome. Two nerdy friends enter. Only one shall be victorious. This is I'm Right, and he's Rob. Hi, and uh, welcome uh, to uh, I'm Right, and he's uh, Rob. Uh, as always, we start the show off uh, uh, with any corrections. Any apologies, any um, mistakes, misquotes, misinformation from the last episode. The last episode was Captain Marvel versus uh, the artist now known as Shazam, the hero now known as Shazam. Captain Marvel versus Captain Marvel. Uh, Rob, do you have any corrections you'd like to lead with? Uh, I would just say that with the critics coming out and saying uh, some positive things, my... Uh, hopefulness has increased a bit that I think that might we might actually have another DC movie that's decent um, I enjoyed Aquaman I I, uh, I enjoyed Wonder Woman I think we're on an upward trend and I'm hoping that now we're going to also enjoy Captain Marvel or Shazam right. I have a hard time calling him Shazam <laughs> I do too, I, to me he's always going to be Captain Marvel and it doesn't matter uh, all right, yeah, and uh, my correction is, uh, oh, that's right, I won, so I don't really have anything. I did everything Yeah, right. Yeah, that's right, yeah, that's right. Uh, I did notice something. Uh, I went back, and I thought really long and hard, and Pink Cree in the Marvel Cinematic Universe is weird because in the last season of uh, Agents Shield, of S.H.I.E.L.D., Agents of Shield yeah. they were all blue. Too. They were all yep. blue. And so, yeah, that was But that's also crazy. set in the far future. No, that, the next season was only like uh was only like 70 years in the future. Well, future, in the future. Right. And yeah. So who's who's to say that Yeah. You especially in that situation you didn't want to have humans running around that weren't are created that looked like yeah, looked like humans or I don't know. I Dude, honestly think for a storyline confusion, they left some human looking on purpose. There's, yeah, I think so too, to allow the ruse. Also, I, I, I one of the things I thought of after uh, thinking about uh, Captain Marvel uh, and maybe reading some other people, I really remembered like I, I suddenly had this great moment of clarity where I was like, that movie when people talk about how she didn't have a heroic arc. That movie actually has a great arc in the fact that it's about a woman who was gaslighted, uh, realizing her inner strength and uh, realizing she was more than she was. Right, and 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 uh, and fighting her abusers, and I think that's a very modern and very yeah. good uh, plot. Yeah. Um, so there you go. All right, so that was it for that. Uh, let's move on to this week's episode. Uh, uh, Rob, my name is Monty Ike. You are, of course. The uh, great gazoo to my uh, Barney <laughs> Rubble. You are the uh, giant chicken to my quagmire. You are, in fact, the Apu to my uh, Mo. 
You're my best friend, Rob Bloom. Hi, Monty. How's your night going? Uh, it's good. It's good. It's uh, That's it. uh, it's good. It's good. A good intro to what tonight's subject is, as I as I yeah. Tell you what what is what is the what, what is the subject for those people who were like, geez, I've never heard of any of those things. Uh, well, I'd hope some of them have been heard. Yeah, uh, I know. What rock? I think we are living in a renaissance, or coming to the end of a renaissance, to be specific, of adult comedic cartoons. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I say the end of it because I feel like now we've become almost systematic and. Everybody from Netflix to Adult Swim to uh, whatever station is has got their adult cartoons, and I I just wanted to list some of our favorites. You know, maybe each give a top five or just debates why some are good and why some are bad. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Um, I, and I, I, yeah, go ahead. Now, I think when we were first discussing this, you talked about whether or not we should include Adult Swim in this. Yeah, and I, it? I've recanted a little bit because I, a lot of this, I mean, even Simpsons or uh, Futurama has been on uh, Adult Swim. So it's like, well, what qualifies as an Adult Swim? I think just, you know, whatever list you come up with, whatever list I come up with, adult, comedic. When I say adult, I mean as in geared towards adult, not necessarily like Bugs Bunny. And Flintstone, the Flintstones really do teeter on that. Well, when this, well, here's the thing: when the Simpsons first came out, they were a primetime cartoon for the whole exactly. family, and there are yeah. jokes in there that were great for uh, '60s adults, right? They were, I mean, the plots were benign, but so was uh, '60s television benign, right? Yeah. And so. Um, so but to I, me, I, I think that's. I feel like Simpsons falls smack into the cat. I, I mean, something that falls into prime time. Mm-hmm. But you're right. That was a family geared show that also had adult humor in it. Yeah. Um, because it, and that's kind of why I see The Simpsons as at least the king of this category, more for longevity. Yeah. Not necessarily for quality, but for longevity. Um, you, you say that, but uh, and this will be our first point of debate. People talk okay. about quality. I think the thing about The Simpsons is it's a lot like Saturday Night Live. When each, you say each cast speaks to you, each right? Writer yeah, speaks, e- yeah. I'm well, not each. Yeah, but there are there are highs and lows in quality. You can't argue that there aren't at least highs and lows. No, there's. I'm not I think, saying it's dark shit. But yeah, what I guess what I'm saying is the quality is actually always there. It's just the quality of it speaking to you personally. Agreed. Goes back, goes in and out. There, there, it is not like the Saturday Night Live and the fact that there are seasons that you're like, oh my god, this is absolute dog shit, and it's the the Ebersol uh, years when when Lauren Michaels wasn't there in the early '80s. That actually is a serious drop in every level of of quality, not just a cast that was telling jokes that you didn't get. Um, I don't necessarily. Yeah, I really don't mean quality as in the writers. Mean, it's just as in what speaks to my age group or my sense sensibilities at the time or whatever you want to right yeah i got quantify you. it that that i i feel I'll, but I'll, i, I'll I feel that, like yeah. the simpsons is, are the king uh, i mean what are we at 35 40 years where what? Shit, i don't know i don't know oh, there, wait, to I, me there's it was a 1990 new... it was yeah. 1990 so so that's do the math <laughs> you just don't want to do the math <laughs> nope i don't <laughs> that is 28 years 
29 if it's 2019, right? So creeping up on 30 years. That yeah, is that's up an impressive on... run for a regular show, let alone an animated show. Yeah, that's an amazing run for a regular show. Uh, you couldn't have uh, that long of a show on a regular show because the actors would get too would old. Die. To <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, well, we've talked about The Simpsons. We've gotten that out of the way, honestly. To me, when people say, hey, are you a fan of The Simpsons? I usually say, which decade are you talking about? Or I don't like, even know which decade. five? It's like maybe about a three or four year. Like, yeah. I was big in when, the, when Conan O'Brien was one of the writers. Yes, that, that was kind of my era. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, monorail, monorail, great. Monorail, late monorail, co- monorail. Yeah. Late college for me. Uh, yeah. I think of the uh, when the comic book guy was kind of first introduced, and at his, you know, he was he had been around for a while, but when he really was starting to get his own stories, that yeah. one, the oh. the one with Mark Hamill. Yeah, sideshow Bob. The whole sideshow yes. Bob storyline. Yeah. That's. Friggin' brilliant, especially the Cape Fear spoof that is just great. so amazing. So, when, yeah, yeah, I mean, the, the Simpsons, uh, if we were going to go with what's the greatest, I, I think you kind of have to start with Simpsons. I think I think the thing is, is you could bring in someone else who's maybe not the same age as us, who maybe started at a different time, and they would spill out like six or seven episodes that maybe we weren't watching or we didn't care sure. about. And they would be like, oh, my gosh, this is the end all be all. You really need to watch this one. You know, I think the to other me, thing that's amazing. Simpsons, go ahead. I'm oh, sorry. I was, gonna say, I was just going to say the, the amazing thing to me about The Simpsons is how it shifted when it first came out. You're going to say what I was about to say. I just it was know a it. Bart Simpson. That's uh, exactly what I was going to say. And it, it switched over to Homer because to Homer, Homer. And once they started focusing on Homer, they found their legs. Yeah, that, because he has so much more pathos. You can you only have a certain amount of pathos that's acceptable for an eight year old boy to have. But when you put a middle-aged balding man with kids in there, the path so the pathos up. well yeah. is just so goddamn yeah. deep. And that's honest. That's exactly what I was about yeah. to reiterate. That was once Homer became more the focus of your show, and not you know every episode had somebody's, but he really was the backbone of that show. And then you, he has the best jokes. He has the best lines. Yeah. He has the best storylines. It's uh, absolutely. Absolutely, honestly, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Okay. Um, Go ahead. We 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 we've said our love of Simpsons, yeah. but in in all honesty, I feel like once they went to HD format, it changed for me. And I I again, I'm not putting it down. It just doesn't speak to me anymore. It I hasn't see. spoke to me in a while. Okay. Well, yeah, I get that. I get that. I think I think that's fair. I think that's absolutely fair. Uh, what's uh, what, what's one of the other ones on your list? Let's find um, something I can hate. I'll, I'm going to go with kind of a lower one, but still an important one to me, was Home Movies, which was mm. an Adult Swim show. Oh, God, I yes. adored Home Movies. Squiggle um, Vision? Fuck yeah. Yeah, you know, it was like the third, third you know, coming yeah. from uh, Dr. Katz and uh, Science, uh, Science, I can't think of the name of yeah. the Saturday yeah, but basically I, the squiggle that, vision. Yeah, wasn't the science thing after home movies? I kind of feel like it, it was. It might have been. I could be. I could be. But they were all made by the same group of people, which eventually slowly leads us to Bob's Burgers. I know. I know well, it's H. John Benjamin is. Yeah. yeah where you're going but on that? Who's home fucking brilliant? Was just so the episode where they made with 
the whole premise was is a little boy had a camcorder and he and his friends liked to make their own movies. Yeah. And the best character on that show was John Benjamin's Coach, Coach McGurk. McGurk. Yeah. And hey, uh, uh, thanks for giving me money for <laughs> everything. Everything he used to say was so goddamn amazing. Yeah, you know what I mean? the best. The best. What was line. the name of the? What's the name of the other little boy? Jason. Jason. Yeah. Uh, Jason. The way he was like perpetually stuffed up. Yes. You remember that? Oh my yes. god. Yes. The the episode where they went to, they went to a birthday party and he got basically the equivalent of him being drunk. Right. Off of cake, eating yes. too much cake was such a great analogy. But my favorite episode is where they did the musical version of Kafka. Metamorphosis, yeah. Yeah, it's metamorphosis. Like, he's Franz Kafka. Kafka. <laughs> I, to this day, I sing that in my head. It, it's one of my favorite episodes. Oh my um, god, that is such a. And there's, it lasted four seasons, so yeah, it, it did I, all right. Look, this is a this is a show that my wife loved too. When I would sit there at night, pre kids, uh, our first little house uh, in the Exarban area, Omaha. I'd be watching that at night in our bedroom and you know for a lot of a lot of adult swim she would just kind of snooze through but when I would wake her up with my laughing for home movies she would watch she enjoyed the hell out of that it's funny cuz I was sitting here going oh I know there's an early adult swim show that I love and I can't think of it off the top of my head and I think that's it I, I think you you get it was home movies that I was probably trying to think of. I'm actually a little annoyed um, that uh, that I didn't think of it. I'm actually kind of pissed off. Well, that was one of the few that I had to go out of my way to buy the DVDs for because I I and I I don't know which streaming format they're either on Netflix or Hulu, but I do know they're out there, <coughs> and they're so much fun to watch. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Uh, okay, you go. You throw. Right. You th- um. Okay. So I'm gonna go with. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. We've already done Simpsons. Uh, I'll start with uh, Futurama. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's on my list too. It's a great ep- great now, show. I don't know if I I don't know if uh, if we need to hash it out too much uh, because it's sort of Simpsons esque in the fact that it comes from Matt Gearing. But I just think that I mean, there's so many. What I think. What I think it gets right, what Futurama gets really right, um, is being absolutely absurd, um, but their characters never go so absurd they're out of their own character, which sometimes happens in The Simpsons, where they go so absurd they're not true to themselves. Sure. Futurama, I think, was a little bit, but they also had a heart. I mean, that episode about when he when he travels through time and the dog dies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Jokes that were laid, yeah. Jokes that were laid in the fucking first season and then come to fruition five years later. That so much work uh, into, and and of course we could debate whether or not that it's actually planned or if somebody just said, you know, if they just kept on leaving these little threads everywhere and then occasionally they would go back and say, hey, I'm going to look at this thread. That figured it out. To be honest, I don't. I don't think they left the threads intentionally. I think it's some brilliant writing that figured it out. Yeah. And you know they did those four movies when the season you know it was canceled, right. and then they yeah. did the four movies. And those four movies are well, three are really good. One's a little weak, but three are really good. I yeah. always laugh my butt off of Bender is the greatest asshole. Yeah, to, to be invented, just 
The one thing that I will say uh, about Futurama is there are times when Futurama feels like it is writing for T-shirts sometimes. I, I can Like catchphrase a little coming. bit, you know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. And I think Simpsons started that. I don't know if Simpsons... With the don't have a cow man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where they kind of did these, like... Uh, where, where my they did shiny these metal ass. Yes, it was... exactly. It's it's sort of catchphrasy. And that's the thing that knocks it down a little bit is... Um, and, you know, maybe that's just me. That is actually the reason that a certain Colorado-based cartoon is not on my list is because I feel like that is fucking T-shirt. Well, Every guy I might debate week. you on that one, but we'll we'll wait. We'll save that for a little later. Okay. Um, that's with my, Futurama, that's my, that's my next with one. Futurama, Futurama, it was I felt like when they would pull in celebrity voices, which again were different. They did such a brilliant job with using the heads and the floating jars. Yes, and that's also a very funny bit. That's and they just they could do classic because they were in the future. They could do whatever they could have dinosaurs, even though they're in the future. Yeah. Anything like nothing was off limits by going to the future, which was such a brilliant storytelling device. Yeah. Zap Brannigan is a so much fun. Fantastic character. Um, the Nixon in a jar is just a yes. brilliant bit that they went the, to a lot. And I loved it. The Star Trek episode where they had all the, I can't think of a better episode than the Star Trek <laughs> yeah. episode where they have them all there. And then they make the joke, like, well, what happened to all the DBs? Well, we lost them during the Star Trek Wars. No, wait, that was during the Star Wars Trek. <laughs> so lame. Uh, all right, so. Well, so can, yeah. I, can I feed off that one and also throw in disenfranchisement? Yeah. Disenchantment. Because Disen that's, again, made by the same people. And while it's still <laughs> in its infancy, I think it's right up there storytelling with with more it feels more like futurama than it does simpsons and yeah. obviously again it's got the adult humor but in such a way that i can watch an episode with my daughter and not feel like oh this is a little too raunchy for her. like it's raunchy but it's so over her head and hidden that it's it's so much fun. Uh, have you watched the on Netflix The Disenchantment? I actually have not. I'm not going to lie to you. I have if not. You, if you like Futurama, I completely recommend Disenchantment. It's basically like, a, you know, they make Game of Thrones jokes. They make Lord of the Ring jokes. It's it's basically Futurama, but set in a fantasy. Right. And, and Elfo is the funniest, stupid character in this. He's basically this cute, adorable elf that's in love with the princess that he has no chance with. And, and then you have your typical bender type character with the demon that hangs around with them. Mm -hmm. It's, it's a really good cast and I, I can't recommend it enough. All right. Well, yeah, that's, uh, that's new. And I, I'll be honest with you. My list does not have anything new, you know, and I could well, sit, I, I could sit here and talk feeding off of future. Okay. Rap. Cause I was going to say, cause we, you know, everyone is always like, I can't believe you're not watching BoJack Horseman. Yeah, I'm not watching BoJack Horseman. I'm sorry. I, you know, I, I, don't know, I tried. And I couldn't get into it. I really tried that one, and it's not it's not my cup of tea. I do have one other new one on my list, but well, let's go with that one. Then let's talk about that with my new one or yeah. BoJack. No, no, no. Let's go with your new one. We just said that we both don't watch BoJack Horseman, so I don't think that's yeah. gonna make this list. Well, <laughs> I have watched it. I just wouldn't put it on my list because I just don't find it funny. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, uh, that's what I mean. I, Okay, so my my I love Big Mouth. 
uh, off of it's oh yeah this, uh, Nick Kroll and it is yeah. really really funny and I'm I don't like Nick Kroll at all I can't stand the guy and yet <laughs> I I also like the league but I think he's probably the weakest link to me I've always been a really I have not I don't like him he just seems like he plays the same guy in everything I see him in swarmy. Yeah. yeah, you should you and, should watch. Uh, oh, hello! You should watch that with uh, John Mulaney, Nick Kroll, and John Mulaney. Oh, hello! Oh, uh, uh, well, that's John Mulaney is one of the main characters in Big Mouth. Yeah, well, yeah, it's you're gonna like. Yeah, that's they what I'm just saying. Be friends, but yeah, 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 they are good friends. Um, it's all about the the thing that's funny is is they have a puberty. They each have their own puberty monster. Yeah, and. Um, Oh, I can't think of the actress's name from Saturday Night Live. Uh, Latino. Uh, Maya Rudolph. Maya Rudolph. Thank you. Um, Jesus Christ. Totally drew a blank. She plays one of the puberty monsters for one of the girls, and she is so freaking fun. Like she was made to play this. She she's super sassy, and you know, basically they're kind of like they're conscious, but also they're sexual conscious. <laughs> And one of the guy, one of the kids has like a puberty monster that's on the verge of retirement. So he's always like he's not quite right in the head and telling him like really horrible. Just go ahead and masturbate in the bathroom. Nobody cares. You know, it's it's very funny, but it's it's pretty it's pretty raunchy. It's yeah. you know, dancing penises and there's an episode where don't don't be ashamed of your you know, it's got a good message. But you see a bunch. You see a bunch of dancing naked women, because and it's don't be ashamed of your body. And yeah. there's pubic hair abound. It's yeah. No, that's that's good. If you want okay, to talk about raunchy with a good message, have you have you seen any of Pen Fifteen yet? No, I don't even know what that is. Oh my god, do you have Hulu? I do. I yeah, do. yeah. Check out Pen Fifteen, bro. It's live action. It's not a cartoon. P E one five. Look at that spelled out, and you'll know what I'm talking about. Okay. It's two okay. adult women who play penis, two teenage... Penis, Yes, yeah. Penis, yeah. It's two adult women who play two teenage versions of themselves. The rest of the cast is actual teenagers. It's so uncomfortable. It's so funny. <laughs> it's amazing. Anyway. Uh, okay, give me another one off your list. Uh, another one off my list. Okay. Um, uh, okay, I'm going to go with Family Guy. Early, okay. Before Early it was canceled, <laughs> that's to me. You know, I knew we would have day. a Family Guy discussion because I remember you and I loving Family Guy early on. Yes, absolutely. And then it, it was beca- it was fresh at yeah. the time, and then it became a self parody of itself. It dipped from the same well way too many times, and I like to bring that. My line of demarcation, my my line in the sand is. Uh, Family Guy, before it got canceled by Fox, before American Dad, before The Cleveland Show, before Orville, before he, it just got too spread out and too thin. Family Guy before the cancellation, that to me is still good. And it was all these, all the things that I liked about it and all the things that obviously it, it went to the well too many times for the, the asides. What 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 bothers me about later Family Guy is you can't make a joke in Family Guy without a smash cut to a non sequitur aside, right? Yeah. Like they stopped making jokes in plot. It only became crazy references 
that are non sequitur to what's going so on. And then they can throw some pop culture joke that right. didn't quite. Right. Yeah. But in the um, first couple would, of seasons, they had jokes inside. Was, they canceled it, they brought it back, but then they made that made that direct-to-DVD movie. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? I, I actually argue that was still good. Okay. I think that was when it was... That this, DVD is really good. The Star Wars after episodes that, are actually not that bad either. I can't remember if that was before or after the cancellation. But you're talking that's close to jumping the shark pretty quickly. Yes, yeah, right. I, yeah. That they they took that formula and they just beat the damn beat, yeah, dead they horse. Beat, yeah, they beat it severely. But when it was new and fresh, I would laugh so hard. Oh, sure. I, I so here's the thing. I was actually thinking about this. Uh, the other day, and I this is about to get into a realm of uh, of that's going to sound pompous as fuck. But so uh, the other day, I was kind of thinking about comedy, and I was thinking specifically about like the stuff that I've done in the Weisenheimers and stuff like that. And I was thinking about my influences, especially right. This is where sure. this is comes. So that part of it's a little bit weird and pompous, but I was really kind of focusing on what are my my uh, my. Uh, I just said comedic the word, in, yeah, comedic influences. So I really like uh, shows like uh, Monty Python. I really like shows like Mystery Science Theater. These are like two of the giants that shaped my style of comedy. And one of the things about that was the breaking of the fourth wall. They, they, they both have this real fast and loose idea of keeping a fourth wall there. And, you know, Monty Python constantly... Like everybody's in on the joke. Right. Monty Python would constantly have sketches where they just don't have an ending and they just walk off or some weird character comes in and says, it's uh, too silly. Uh, Ministry from silliness here. You know, and they'd end the sketch and tell them to cut to another sketch or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. So the early parts of Family Guy, I can tell... That you know that I was like, okay, this this really s- speaks to me. It hits home. This is what I really enjoy uh, comedically, and I used to think it's really funny. And then I got just yeah, it, it, it what what happens and what made me fall out of love with Family Guy is it became too many dips to that, too many T-shirt slogan shit. Like every line was just it just became hackneyed in itself. Like they. It's like watching a stand-up who just tells the same kind of jokes over and over again, and you get kind of tired of it. You're like, you know, they're not innovating. They're not doing anything new. They're just saying the same kind of shit over and over again. No matter how much I love that shit, you keep on saying it, and I don't care. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I completely completely agree with you on this point because Family Guy was different, especially when, you know, you kind of got – into a Simpsons rut and again we both agree it's not that their quality was bad it's just sometimes you got bored with whatever writing or whatever and it just kind of felt stale sometimes and in comes Family Guy which was unlike any adult cartoon that we had seen before and it was making pop culture jokes that we got it was breaking the fourth wall it was being silly but not it was being dumb and silly, but not but intelligent at the same time. Right, not not and, not ma- not PhDs in math from Harvard intelligent like The Simpsons sometimes got. It but was, funny how they yeah. would get to a joke, or, yeah, yeah, and and innovative that way. And so that was like, wow, this is so cool. Oh, okay, it's the it's the same chicken fight, or oh, it's yeah. another Kool Aid jumping through the wall. It's yeah. like okay, you you guys. 
how did you lose this freshness so quickly? And... Yes, uh, the first time the chicken fight happened, amazing. The fifth yeah. time, not amazing. Yeah, it so. just they just kept going to the same well, like you've said. Yeah. Um, all right, what's your what's your next one? And uh, full disclosure, I'm gonna pop away from my seat to turn on the light because it's getting so dark in this room. I noticed that all of a sudden the, the shading changed. Yes, uh, it's almost as if that... the sun went behind the ocean. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna say one that I really doubt you would even like, maybe have not even seen, but uh, this was. When I would see the commercials for it, I thought it was stupid and there was no way it was going to be funny, no way it would be an, a cartoon I would like. And then late one night, I kind of fell asleep while it was on and woke up to seeing it play. And I just was too lazy to change the channel. And I giggled my butt off to Metalopolis. Metalopolis. Oh, yeah. Metalopolis. I it is the most violent, stupid giggle fest for me it's more of a guilty pleasure where it's like it's one i probably in my heart of hearts know i shouldn't like <laughs> but i but i do i eat it up every time they are so dumb they're it, it the episode where they want to have the purest sound of all sound it's like it's it's more than hd it's more than blu-ray it's like we've come up with the most pure way to make sound but you have to record it on water and in order, in order to do it, you have to go to the bottom, the the deepest uh, point in the in the world. And so they go to Russia, go to the deep. I forget the name of the the body of water where they go down in. They go to the bottom of it, and they have to hook it up to this machine that literally destroys a quarter of a rainforest to 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 print to print this music on water, and then <laughs> so. They're so stoned and stupid. They're doing sound checks just to tear down rainforests. <laughs> and they're doing this blah, 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 test, test, test. And rainforests are just falling. And then they drink the water on accident and just lose everything they recorded. It's, I, it's such stupid, brilliant writing. And I know it's a dumb cartoon, but I giggle every time when whatever dumb, violent thing they've come across uh yeah I, I every time that show would come on i would be like turn turn done that 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 never resonated with me and part of me thinks it's because uh i was a happy metal fan yeah like and i wasn't like i i don't like heavy metal music at all I, at I, all well it's brandon smalls and i pretended i know i know and there's just um, there was another episode where they're like they were all all the guys are sitting in a hot tub and one of them goes, "Did you hear that Marilyn Manson removed one of his ribs so he could suck his own dick?" And they're like, "Let's all get our ribs removed." <laughs> this entire episode where they were, I just I love that stupidity and I can't justify it. I know it's dumb. I know it's it's very potty humor, but something about it just made me giggle. Uh, yeah, no, I. Uh, I, that's a miss on mine. I, I don't. I don't even have anything to add for you on that okay. because it's it's such okay. a mess. Well, and got, which crazy I've got because many I, more that I think that you would. But that was many one more. I, Whenever we do these list shows, you come in well, rolling in with twenty. I come well, in with five. I mean, like things. Five. Discussion points. 
Yes. Because I don't even do I have five? Yes, I have five. <laughs> I had to yeah. look. I was like, I thought I had four. I wrote down no. all my favorites. Five. And well, that's just it, buddy. If you write down every single thing, then it's not really a favorite. It's like the Cheesecake Factory menu. It's not a specialty if you have 40 of them. Well, if you want my favorite, then I'll say it next. But Well, no, no, no. I don't want it to be next. Okay. Mine's, okay, so here's a toss-up. And I've decided, I, I, I right before the show, I decided, okay, uh, my one and two are kind of toss-ups, and I have to kind of figure this out. So here's my number two, so close to number one. But when you hear my number one, you're going to go, yeah, that rings true. Okay? Okay. Number two, Bob's Burgers. There you go. Bob's Burgers is is brilliant. Fine choice. It's fantastic. My whole family loves it. Uh, My two uh, teen girls, my wife, me, we love it. Uh, It's just great. It's just absolutely fantastic and i don't even know if i can really put into words why it's because i why I, I know a little bit they took a very good collection of fucking weirdos for these mm-hmm. characters right just absolute bonkers people they're all super true to themselves they never what i love about bob's burgers is it never does anything that makes you think, well, you know, I, don't, I can't believe Linda would do that. That doesn't seem like Linda. Linda always does what you expect Linda to do, which is super funny. They put him in weird positions, but at never point, at no point when they put him in a weird situation, do you think, oh, this is so, bon-, you know, fucking bonkers, blah, blah, blah. Because I think to myself, this is going to be fun watching Bob and Linda and the kids go through this stupid situation because of how well I think I know them as characters and how fun it is to watch that and the singing and just the fucking all of it. It's just so goddamn good. And it is Christian Shawl is just God. It feels like it took what Simpson did right, but it keeps it a little more grounded than because Simpson yeah. sometimes gets slightly fantastical. They can, yes. they can go really it took what Simpsons does right and just focuses on, like you said, these goofballs and yet the, how much they love each other, but can't stand each other. Right. And, Cause and they're, they're also goddamn is, weird. They are you know? so wonderful. They're just even, even, uh, Mr. Fish order odor. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, there's, there's not a character on there that is unlikable. Uh, yeah, I. It's just, oh god, and it and it handles. You, you feel like you want to hug each one of them, and then, yeah, and then not eat their burgers and <laughs> fucking. And Tina, Tina is actually one of the most brilliant characters that anyone's yeah. ever done. Yeah, taking you know, it feels like ten years ago Tina would have to be a boy to do the jokes that she does, and the fact that they Agreed. make her a girl is amazing, and it adds just such a different level. Having she's a, this horny little girl that doesn't even know what she's horny for. Right. She just knows butts Except are good. Butts, butts but. are good. Butts are good. I don't know what I would do with a butt if I got a butt, but I like butts. But I, I like them. <laughs> yeah. Oh my fucking. And Jesus. if there's such there's such innocent to the care innocence yes. to the, all of the characters, That's even the though thing. they're kind of raunchy. They're not the kids are not wiser than they should be. The jokes exactly. come from their naivety. Lisa Simpson is wiser than she should be, and sometimes yeah. it loses a punch because it would be funnier to have uh, to watch a, 
a, a, a kid who's naive still dealing with these things. And sometimes, you know, I know that the, some of the things about Lisa Simpson is she's wiser than her parents. Right. And that's a joke. She's the smartest it. person on the show. Right. Period. She's the smartest person. And the joke is her parents are dumb and she's smart. But it's so much funnier to have naive kids who are just blindly stabbing through these things and parents who clearly don't know what they're doing, which is great. I think one of the great subtexts of Bob's Burgers is how you can really just fucking t- everything about that show. You can really tell Bob loves doing what he's doing, but he is not making it <laughs> like the, yeah. the opening with the grand reopenings. The, the opening yes. montage speaks to he is barely white knuckle getting by here. Like everything about them says these guys are not successful. And but they feel like doing- re- they really feel like you could meet these people somewhere. Every one of them yeah, feel I would, real. I would totally go to Bob's Burgers, the restaurant. The specials are amazing. They sound yes, amazing. Some great and you know puns. when you say how you, 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 we joke, you just said I wouldn't want to eat one of their food. Like part of me thinks I would. Like I know I'm, it looks I, like it's unclean. I, it was a joke. Yeah, that's. There's some things where they joke about it being unclean, and you certainly think that there's some there's some corners cut there. But there's also part of me that always thinks where he loves he loves what he does, and right? He's and I make bet you, quality burger. Yeah, yeah, I bet you, Bob. I bet you, Bob could make a good fucking. He could also uh, make a really good turkey. I want to thank you <laughs> for loving me. <laughs> Do you have a favorite episode that comes to mind, or the the Thanksgiving episode is just yeah. was so the one where they're running life. from the turkeys. No, no, the one where uh, he uh, he's making it for the fr- he, like he when he's uh, spatchcock cooks the turkey and then at the end she's like I want to thank you for loving me that episode you know what I'm talking about they go over uh, to someone else's house to do it yes okay yeah, I yeah, do yeah. I do yep yep I remember it that's that's a really good one oh I also like the one where the the hide and go seek episode with the the brothers where they're hiding the one brother in the basement that's yes. also super yeah. good. God, I don't know. I yeah, it's I like I got a lot. I got a lot. I got a lot of that. So okay, there you go. There, there's my there's my number two. Okay, my number two uh-huh. is Rick and Morty. Okay, okay. Um, and it's that's more of a one like I have slowly keep coming around to more and more. I didn't like it very much at first, and I I think it was more of a protesting because of how much everybody told me it was this wonderful cartoon, and I'm like, oh okay, whatever. Yeah. And the more I watched it, the more I was picking up on jokes that I wasn't picking up on the first time or I was picking up on the subtle humor. It it, it's a very negative show, in all honesty. It's a very it's nihilistic. It's totally nihilistic. It's, you know, everything is pointless is basically what, you know, that is exactly the point of that fucking show. Yeah. Is that there is no goddamn point. But it really is funny when you sit my favorite episode was in this last third season and no, even though I love pickle Rick, it's not my favorite. The, the one where they go to it's after the fall of the society of Rick's and Rick's and Morty's. I forget what the thing's called, but they go to the, you know how all these Rick's and Rick and Morty's are surviving after. Mm -hmm. And I love the, the uh, election of the Morty and how all the you know there's a Morty town and there's a Morty cop and there's you know yeah. good cops and bad. I think a, that's the one I'm thinking of too because there's almost a training day vibe. To yeah, the morning cop. Yeah. It's a training yeah. day, right? There's a but bit there's of a spoof also of training a, a Stand by Me vibe with the other boys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple of stories going on in there. There's uh, 
there's Manchurian Candidate kind of feel in, at one point. There's right. there's all kinds of things, and it's written by the people who wrote my favorite uh, uh, sitcom of all time, Community. Community. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, Dan Herman. Actually, you know what? I I thought of uh, including Herman Quest on here, but it's only half cartoon. It's yeah. It's <laughs> it's more it's, like the animate. Well, no, they animate people playing Dungeons and Dragons, but I love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's improvised. It's an improvised, uh, beautiful uh, mess. I, I actually, that's funny, because when I was thinking in my list, I was trying to think of something outside the box, and I almost went with, um, it's weird. I did not think of Rick and Morty at all when I was thinking right. of that. Yeah. I was like, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, I really kind of like Harmon Quest. That's getting like, not once in my brain did I go, oh, Rick and Morty. Um I, okay, so here's the thing. I think it's uh, exactly like you. Everyone tells me Rick and Morty is amazing. You're now telling me Rick and Morty is amazing. And much like, oh, I don't know, uh, Breaking Bad and Westworld and Game of Thrones and all these other things that I don't watch and everyone tells me to do, Battlestar Galactica. I think you uh, it's one of those things on where own. I'm like, yeah, it's, it, it's one of those things where it, everybody tells me to watch it to the point where I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. But Breaking Bad is so good, Monty. Oh, I know. I know it is. I know. Have, but I'm have not going to watch Have you seen the Mr. Meeseeks episode? That's the Mr. Meeseeks episode? Uh, I don't know it from that okay. description. Mr. So. Meeseeks is where they hit a box and a this creature appears and mm-hmm. he helps them solve their problems. Uh-huh. To me, Mr. Meeseeks is the, this is, this is the crying angel or the weeping angel, blink, weeping angel, blink, blink. don't blink. blink. Yes. To, just just blink, Rick baby. Just blink. That's, that's the Rick and Morty episode that I got to say. Mr. Meeseeks. If I look it up, that's the one I'll be like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Season one, Mr. Meeseeks. If you can, if you like that one, because that one sets the tone for me. It's, it's got two, it's because it's got two parallel stories. Uh, One is about Rick and Morty having an adventure and one is about the family having an adventure back home. And Mm -hmm. that, that episode's what like, God, this is really brilliant. Mm -hmm. If that doesn't catch you, then you probably won't like it. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, Time is, uh. Tempest Fusion okay. here, yeah. Okay. So my number What's your one, number one, my number one, Harvey Birdman, attorney at law. Nice, nice. I don't even have that on my list, but I looked. I thought of that. Yeah, I was actually just thinking the other day about um, when uh, when Falcon Seven, uh, like towards the end when Stephen Colbert gets the Colbert rapport. Yeah, and so. <laughs> Falcon 7 tells him he's getting another job and it is just filled with veiled <laughs> references to the Colbert Report. Uh-huh. I'll have a new desk, Birdman. One that's shaped like a C. I don't know. <laughs> it's, just very, it's just very funny. Um, I loved it. I loved the fucking Scooby-Doo well, episode is amazing. All those parody were so good. And, and Harvey Birdman was the perfect. Yeah. Me- I mean... The- I, I, you, the Brack show, you could do Space Ghost, Ghost, Ghost to Coast, Coast, yeah. But to me, everything Even, still uh, is... Even C-Lab 2021. Oh, that yes. That should definitely... It's in there, man. Aqua Teen Hunger Force. This just, look, all that, like, era of... of uh, there's, some, uh, there's some comedy gold in there. Yeah, there's some great stuff in there. But to me, 
Harvey oh. Birdman is so pitch perfect, and the it's the, the best of the best. episode is a favorite. Yes, of mine. <laughs> my pants. A nook trick. Uh, <laughs> yes, and I uh, Stephen Colbert plays uh, Falcon Seven, but he also plays the the shrink gun guy. And yes, yes, there's not, there's not there's not a moment where I don't think, don't move, I'll fun size you. <laughs> Look at her perfect feet, perfect perfect feet. Oh my god, the, the how the Falcon girl or the you know what I mean when yeah, what was the uh, sidekicky the weird yeah douchey little sidekick guy that. <laughs> Like all of a sudden, one episode he pops in, and I don't even remember his storyline. I just remember like, well, when did he get there? Yeah, the best of the best one of him is the Fred Flintstone one, where Flintstone is it's the Sopranos spoof. Oh yes, yes, yeah, yeah, total Sopranos. And uh, what the fuck is now? You've made me. I can't think of his name. I'm gonna look it up while we talk here, because he was not. Um, he was like an intern or something. Yeah, I... yeah. It, no, it's his per. Yeah, it's his personal uh, damn assistant. And I'm trying and to remember what is. Asshole. <laughs> he was... Yes. No, he's perfect. Uh, he was dun, 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 peanut. Oh, yeah. His legal right clerk, there. peanut. Yeah. Yes. Um, he's modeled after Bird Boy, who appeared in several episodes of the original Birdman character. Did you ever peanut. watch any of the original Harvey? Yeah, oh, or no, Harvey absolutely. Birdman. Birdman, Birdman. Yes, I, I, I love that one stuff, man. I saw one episode on uh, on the USA uh, cartoon train, yeah. whatever it was yeah. called. And by the way, it's Myron Reducto or Reducto. Okay. Men talk the mind taker. Fucking a. I my, men guy. talk is the yes. best. For years, I had yeah. men talk at my desk. I had a full like I printed out like a a little men talk poster. That I kept at my goddamn desk. Oh, and then X the Eliminator. I'm X the Eliminator. I shall have the oh, quest right. on Birdman's cowl. The Eliminator. <laughs> he was, he was probably my favorite. Just, just setting up my Eliminator. The Eliminator. Do you happen to have a 220 <laughs> plug? God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and uh, did, you get, did you get that thing I sent you? Do you, uh, did you get that thing I sent you? Peter Potomus. Did uh, uh was the black black Vulcan on the same episode as yes as, as yeah no, yeah as uh, Apache yeah, Chief Apache Chief because I, I remember pants. that being pretty, there was some pretty I'm a don't call I don't call you white fish <laughs> so brilliant so brilliant yeah and then like the what was it the the Chan when uh, the oh man oh, I, remember yeah. that. The Chan yeah, family, I mean, it like it made spoof of all those. That there was also the it's like Hong Kong Fui reference in yeah. that episode. Yeah, they so, they love their Hanna Barbera references. Well, that's because they were it was Hanna Barbera. That, well, yeah, but I mean, I love they love pulling from all yeah. the Laugh Olympics or Scooby. Yeah, I know that's because because that was the whole deal is they were going to take the entire Hanna Barbera universe. And make fun of it. I mean, that was like that. Uh, was the that was the whole deal of that thing, was because uh, isn't Cartoon Network like owned by? I mean, it doesn't Hanna it's Barbera. Hard, it's one hundred percent Turner Turner Network, which yeah owns all of Hanna, Hanna Barbera. Barbera. Uh, I will say this though: I, there was a part of me that was just going to start a fight with you for no reason, and I was going to put Scooby Doo down. And I don't know if you know this about me, Rob. I will watch any incarnation of Scooby Doo. I love any incarnation of Scooby-Doo, 
barring Scrappy-Doo, because everyone fucking hates Scrappy-Doo. 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo, not a fan. But any of the original characters, I watched Mystery Incorporated. I'm actually, I bought uh, Be Cool Scooby-Doo, the 2015 one-season run of it. And I bought that, and I've been watching that lately. Do you know something? I love Scooby-Doo. The first time I spent the night at your house... And we slept on the living room floor in your, in, we were, right. what? When my brother 12. called you a fucker? Uh-huh. Yes. We were, what, 11, 12 years old about this time. The first thing we watched that morning was a pup named Scooby-Doo. Which was fucking brilliant. And I have. That was great writing. I love yeah. the pup named Scooby-Doo. Because it was kind of a spoof of Scooby-Doo. It was. It was. It took all of the Scooby-Doo tropes and made fun of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I have the DVDs of, of Pup Named Scooby-Doo. It's actually soups brilliant. They made, uh, they made, um, they made Freddy a caricature. Uh, they, they made everybody a caricature. Like Velma didn't talk except to say jinkies. Do you remember that? Jinkies. Yep, yeah. Yep. And she wouldn't talk until at the end when she would solve, when she would explain the mystery. But other than that, she barely talked during the episode, except to say Jinkies. I liked how she know. walked, because it would just be the two little... Yeah, pup name Scooby-Doo. That's a great thing. Uh, I would argue that some incarnations of Scooby-Doo is, not meant for, is meant fully and completely for kids born in the late 60s and 70s, not for, uh, for every other day children. Be you cool, know, Scooby-Doo, if you haven't seen it, by the way. Check it out, everybody. Every incarnation has its has had its merits in life, and these more recent ones have been really good. Uh, the one that was, um, I can't think of what it was called, but they were actually fighting real ghosts, and I would I want to say it came out in the last five years. It's Mystery Incorporated. Is that it? Okay, so. it, it was yeah. really good. Yeah, the yeah. animation style was appealing. Yeah, you know Frank Welker making his money doing Frank Welker, and yeah, doing Fred and Scooby Doo. Yeah, he's giving you. And every other voice that wasn't Casey Kasem. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I really. Uh, I, you just you just wanted me to argue that, huh? I just want. Yeah, I just wanted to talk about Scooby Doo. If I'm going to talk about cartoons, Monty, I can't talk about cartoons without talking about Scooby. Uh, can I say my number one yet? Yes. I, no. I, I'm waiting. One? I'm waiting now. Okay. Well, my number one is one I believe that you would like. It also has some character voices that you have mentioned just recently. Mm-hmm. But I love the Venture Brothers. Oh, yes. I, I can't get enough of that show. I, I would have it run nonstop if I could. This, you know, the, the overall spoof of it is Johnny Quest, but mm-hmm. it really branches off into, you know, into... Uh, superhero genres. It branches off into James Bond. It branches off mm-hmm. into uh, Conan under the Barbarian. They have all kinds of references yeah. to all kinds of cartoons, which are really brilliant. But the the whole premise is so ridiculous, and that basically he's you know if Johnny Quest grew up and was yes, and it's it's an a awful br- person. It's and, a brilliant, brilliant spoof. It's amazing, and Brock is an amazing, hilarious character. Uh, it's so weird. Doctor Girlfriend gives me so yes. many weird things. How and do the you mix? Yeah, the monarch. But oh, honey, don't worry about it. And I'd be like, I think I could see past that voice. I think I yes, could see yeah. past it. Oh, uh, oh yes, thank you. Oh yes, Monty. Yeah, I think I can handle that. I think I can. Doctor Hatred, who yes. later became a. Uh, 
their yeah. their bodyguard uh After the gi yeah. joe spoof which was oh what what, what did it go by Sh- i remember yeah. the, there's like a shipwreck yeah yeah his yeah. name was shore leave on the shore show leave, yes. of shipwreck, his name was shore leave i'm sure uh, leave everybody which is like the 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 gayest 80s trope ever yeah oh my god uh, so many so many and good... the only voice that i could do that was was the uh the sidekick who dies with which sounded like it sounds like Ray Romano. We yeah. had to get my Nissan Stanza. Of course, they kill him off, but, <laughs> but they left the other one. And that's that's a funny story arc too. Is the other yeah, henchman like, uh, like gets more badass after that yeah, one he dies? Becomes, instead of being the <laughs> the overweight, like he becomes like the Brock of the other side. Yeah. Oh, so many good. Good goddamn. Oh, they got speedy. They got <laughs> speedy. It it was what full do you mean? of so much. <laughs> I shall have it, Venture. The whole first like couple seasons where where the monarch is his nemesis and like Venture doesn't even know. Yes, yes. That is so <laughs> like, hilarious. He's so goddamn uh, yeah. oblivious. Or when they when you find out that the the boys are clones and he just keeps on uncloning them. <laughs> And they keep dying. Oh and, and the God. montage where they're dying is is one of my favorite bits. Where he's dressed up like yeah. like sixty six Batman yeah. and jumps off the top of the roof with an umbrella. <laughs> <laughs> I just I giggle oh, myself. Oh, the fucking venture! That, that is actually so funny that I'm lightheaded right now. <laughs> <laughs> the Venture Brothers, bravo to you, sir. That is a great, great number one. And yes, hats off. I fully completely endorse uh I, I i endorse that so much rob i think you're right this time i think that's a better number one than uh harvey bourbon attorney at law i'm gonna give you that one all right so, so just some others on my list we don't uh-huh. even have to discuss them uh i'll I do just say have yes south park. I'll, I'll just say yes or no how about that yeah i know you don't like south park it's on my list no and I used to maybe the first season, but again, that is like it to me. The comedy is just it's about being gross and about being shocking, and it's not about finding actual good jokes anymore. I found them to be because of their turnaround time. They can be so timely. Yes, in I, jokes, which I found kind of cool. It's cool, but that doesn't necessarily mean that those jokes are as good as like Saturday Night Live. I, I've enjoyed them, yeah. but okay, Aqua Teen Hunger Force, which. Yes. I like but, it. Yeah. Again, I think that falls into the Family Guy category where it was so funny at first. It was actually it was stupid, and then you and I were talking about how stupid it was. Right. And in our talking about how dumb it was, we were like, "God, that was funny." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember. Cow, I remember the, the being like the cow episode. Yes. I was like, "Oh God, you got to be high to like this fucking shit." And then I kept on talking about it and realizing, "Oh God, I I like this fucking shit." So okay. yeah, Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Yes, that's a yes. Uh, Archer. Um. Yeah, I I like Archer. I just never have gotten into it as much Archer. as I think I, should. Yeah, it's on my list. Uh, King of the Hill. No, for me, I've never liked King of the Hill. It's one of those where I think. Hey, Bobby. It's close to Bob, it's close to Bob's Burgers, where it's like they're real people. Yeah. They just a bunch of idiot rednecks, but they love each other, and they're weirdos. But for some reason, you just. You yeah. find ways to relate to them, and I found them very relatable. I yeah, I, I guess I didn't. And that's pretty much covered everything that's on my really? list. That was it. You made it sound like you had so many more. Well, we we discussed at least. Yeah. Okay. You know, disenfran- disenchantment uh, was on yeah. my list, and you know what's on my list, Rob? Your kiss. 
<laughs> I'm speechless. Yeah. Uh, well, there you go. I just had it in my head. Sorry. Um, well, congratulations. You win this list show um, that we normally don't win, but I no. I enjoyed but your Brothers number one. Is, uh... Yeah. Venture Brothers definitely is a good one. Venture Brothers was one of those things that I would DVR when I worked in radio and I couldn't stay up late enough to watch it or whatever. So I'd, I'd DVR it and watch it. It was one where I like cared about when the season started, uh, yeah. which I can't say that I do. I'd be mad when they said, oh, it's only going to be a seven episode season. And I'd yeah, be like, oh, like, fuck. That's not enough. It's not enough. You sons of bitches. Um, I, yeah. I think they're starting to make more again. Don't yes. quote me. I could be wrong, but I thought I, I heard that they're I continuing think I, to make. I think I heard that as well. I think I heard that as well. Uh, all right, so um, let's see. Uh, coming up, obviously, I think this show comes out uh, after the opening weekend of uh, DC's Shazam. So maybe the next time we talk, we'll talk a little bit about DC's Shazam, uh, Shazam and see how we felt about it. Maybe we'll do a whole episode on it, depending on uh, if Mar- you know Rob having if, a significant others. That might be a good excuse, right? If if, if uh, we'll see. Yeah, well, that's right. Whatever the next episode is, it'll be different because it'll be taped together, right? Yes, you're, you're going to yeah, you're going to be here. I'm coming so to Cali. You'll get to sleep right over there. Uh, you can't see podcast listeners, but I'm pointing on the camera that we use uh, to the place where Rob will be sleeping and the place where I will be uh, spraying. Are we s- with sleeping Febreze. on the floor there? Is that no? There's a it, it's a fold out. Look where my hand is, is pointing. You is that mini? a fold out? I can... Yeah, yeah. Cool. Or okay. I got a queen size inflatable bed that I can put there if you prefer a little more. God, you dick. Anyway, it'll be fun. <laughs> Next episode, uh, Rob and I together will be talking about uh, something like that. We'll have uh, omissions because as soon as we stop recording this, we'll think of another uh, cartoon. Badass cartoon. Yeah, that, that we yeah. liked. Okay. Uh, until then, Rob. You know, uh, we come on. You're this. I do the intros. You come up with the outros. Uh, Rob Liefeld was right. Ooh, that's weird. Yeah, that is weird.